Welcome to the Heal Through Play podcast, where we explore healing through play. I'm your host, Lisa Dovgish, and I'm a spiritual life coach, energy healer, light code activator, improviser, and self-proclaimed meme lord. (laughs) My goal with this podcast is to bring light into the otherwise dark process of shadow work and healing by featuring guests from all walks of life who share their stories of healing mental, emotional, and even physical wounds through the magic of playfulness. Whether that be performing improv, creating art, doing yoga, choosing to be silly and lighthearted, or anything else in between. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. And today on the podcast, we have Gemma Parmar, who I am so excited to have on the pod. I just want to share with you guys how I came across her because it's very magical. I went to a class that she hosted. It was a Kundalini yoga class and it was very magical. I love the class itself, but my favorite bit was that when I first saw Gemma, I immediately was like, she has such fairy energy. (laughs) She's so, she's just so magical. Uh, So I was like immediately drawn to her. And then it was actually during the class that um, we were doing something and I got like this download that was like, you need to invite her on the podcast. And so I like held on to that. But I also was like, I need to make sure that I'm paying attention to this class. So I like put the, put the message in a little box in my head and was like, we're going to put this away until the end of class, you know? Uh, but yeah, so she's very magical. I'm super excited to chat with her about everything. And uh, I'm going to hand it over to you, Gemma. Please introduce yourself to us. Yes. Thank you so much. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to be on today. Uh, my name is Gemma Parmar. I am a spiritual mindset coach, a leader, facilitator, I am a tantrika and I teach many different styles of yoga. So yoga instructor there, I kind of do a bit of everything, a little bit of energy work as well. I just love the healing arts. So every time I learn a new modality, I'm like diving into it. And it's just a wonderful way of exploration. And in a sense, it's like how I play. Um, And I'm so thankful for us meeting on that evening. Um, That was one of my favorite classes I've taught. The theme of the class was like, speak your truth, use your voice. And so, yeah, that's just a fun subject to be able to empower others, to be able to like use their voice as well. Yeah, that class is still resting in my heart. I loved it so much. And something that I adored about it that stood out to me is the movement piece of it and how playful you were in leading the movements which is a big part of why I was like oh I feel like she has a lot of very playful energy I mean obviously I could just sense it off of you like when when I first saw you before the class but then being led in that class definitely showed that to me and I was like oh my gosh I gotta I gotta talk to this girl and yeah and then talking to you um I was so delighted that you had mentioned you've had a little bit of like improv experience in your training which is my form of play that I love and I do so much improv around town but I'm super curious to know how you got started on your end, you know, condense as much as you'd like, um, how you got started kind of on your journey of 
healing and then finding play within that? Mm. Thank you for that question. Yeah. So my healing journey started probably about four years ago. And then it's honestly just been kind of a a journey since. And I feel like I'll continue to be on that journey. Um, So I love the condense it because I feel everyone has their own stories. Right. (laughs) Um, But I think the main thing about healing and my story regarding to play is about my anger and how I approached it. Anger was kind of a feeling I constantly felt. And I began my healing journey just kind of just tense with anger. I was constantly mad at something or resentful. And I was just, I didn't feel kind. I never felt understood. And so having people constantly tell me I was this angry person, I was kind of like, that's not who I am on the inside. And so I was like, how do I explain this to people? How do I get understood? How do I you know, be seen for who I actually am? Uh, because whoever people are seeing me as, the feedback I was receiving, it was just misaligned. And so I started questioning that. And then finding yoga was really helpful. I you know, had a history of anxiety and depression and addiction. So there was a lot of that feeding into my anger. Was uh, seeing a therapist, using that as a modality. I was taking prescription medicine at the time. And then I was like, okay, people say something about yoga. You know, that's a great way to heal myself, get into the mind, get into the body. And my yoga instructor, who I just absolutely adore, she was so playful and she was so bright, but she was also so deep and embodied. Like she held those polarities of being this playful young spirit with also being this like wise woman. And so it was really empowering to see her use of play Because I think sometimes when we get so wrapped up in our anger, like we're not able to play, like you can't reach in for your inner child. And so I finally saw someone modeling, you know, playful energy in a healthy way, which I didn't have like storylines of like, oh, you're an adult, you should be playing like that kind of thing. So really the people in my life that showed up during the beginning of my healing journey were monumental and me kind of going over that and like really starting to feel that I could loosen up and I could play more. So that's kind of the beginning of it. And then the yoga arts, the healing arts is just so explorative. And a lot of it you can read in a book, but until you experience it in your body, it's yeah, it really has to be experienced the body. So you have to play around with it. And you try on this breath work, or you try on this asana, or you do this meditation. And it's just a deeper exploration. And I just like, I got hooked. And so yeah, I'm just Saturday mornings, I always like, leave open to play. And I just put books around the house, and I put paints out or colors. And I just see where like my mind takes me. So yeah, it's just been kind of a journey. Wow. That lit me up when you said you have to experience it in your body because that is so accurate. It's so true to healing and moving forward. I mean, in anything that applies to anything in life, right? It's one thing to read theory all day long and get caught up in all these dense ideas and, and subjects. And then it's something completely different when you actually allow yourself to experience it. And I find that with play specifically, that's one of those things that 
you can't read about play, right? Like I can't imagine play. It's something you do. It's something you have to be present with to experience and to fully have, right? To have in your beingness. And so I love that you said that. That's so insightful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh gosh, I just, I love this. And what I want to ask you about that um, I'm just so excited to ask you about, and it's something that I've been kind of like toying with in my mind the past few weeks and kind of playing around with is sensuality and play, right? Mm. The idea of sensuality and your uh, tantra facilitator, as I understand, right? You teach tantra. Um, And sorry if I'm not using the right terms. I'm not super familiar with all of the things, but I'm so excited to hear your perspective on finding play through that avenue. So I was hoping you would ask me that because I'm also I know I was waiting. About it. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's Tantra, but so many people say Tantra and it's totally okay. I feel like it's just an accent thing. Um, but yeah, I'm a Tantra facilitator and there's so many definitions on how to explain Tantra. So I'm allow you know the audience to do their own exploration and play with that. But a few offerings I'll share are Um, One thing my teacher Kat Fleming says is Tantra is a way to find the profound in the mundane. And so really looking to each moment to be surprised and wowed and in awe, even if it's some mundane task, even if it's something simple or not as glamorous. And so that feels very like playful. Um, inviting in, um, we use the senses to be there for that moment. So a lot of people think sensuality is actually sexuality, but really sensuality is just of the senses. So we're just using the senses to notice our moment, to be here alive and present. And so using that, you know, finding the profound and the mundane as a little like affirmation or mantra to follow, like you really start to notice little things in your environment that can really bring in that energy and lighten your heart, relax your body. And that's kind of like you're wanting that kind of loop of like noticing, breathing, being in the present, and then allowing yourself to soften into that moment and really enjoy it. You know, I think sometimes we get so caught up and we don't enjoy things because maybe we're overstimulated and we can't be in our senses. And so we have to escape the present moment. So yeah, that's one thing I love about how Tantra teaches us to be more playful. Another offering is a mantra that says Amrita Guru. And so Amrita Guru means the nectar of life and Guru means light to dark or dark to light. So anything that takes you from the dark to the light, we often think it's just like a teacher, but it's, you know, a teacher could be anything, it could be a rock, it could be a butterfly, you know? So Amrita Guru teaches us that we don't have to just learn from pain, but we can learn from the nectar of life. So we can learn from the sweetness and the pleasure and the joy. We don't have to repress that and let it go. We can actually dive into that. So those are two main ways I think Tantra has helped me. Wow. I adore that. I'm having so many mindgasms as you're explaining things. I'm like, oh my gosh, so many ideas and like epiphanies happening. Yeah, I love that so much. And I resonate so much with what you are sharing. First of all, that is such an incredible, incredible 
way to look at life is finding profound in the mundane, like kudos to your mentor. That is amazing. (laughs) And as you were explaining that, I was seeing so much of myself in it because I've unintentionally, and this is the thing with improv specifically, as I, I think that, and I know that improv has so many of these like nuggets, life lessons, and so many profound teachings and on meditation and presence and intention and so many things that we don't even realize are there. There's like a gold mine of things within improv and play that are available to us. And I found that I've unintentionally been doing that. Like I find myself being in those patterns and just being in a state where everything is mundane, everything is the same, right? It's like, it's just the same old, same old, those regular old routines. And I'll catch myself and I'm like, oh, let me, while I'm driving, let me look at the trees, right? Let me look around and like, look at the sky and just find that enjoyment out of just seeing things, right? Just like being able to have that sense of vision, right? And yeah, that that sensuality, right? Being, being with the senses, even though I feel like when, when I think sensual, I always think like tactile, right? Like feeling things, but Mm. it can also be the rest of your senses, right? It is the rest of your senses. It's also your vision and all of these other things. I love that so much. And I also was thinking of, as you were explaining that, because that was so there was so much happening in my brain as you were, (laughs) as you were sharing that and in my heart, in my mind and in my heart. I was thinking of, I went on a hike the other day and it was so, I mean, it was just like, it was a regular hike. I've been on this specific hike so many times and obviously there's been this snowstorm in Austin recently and now the water, it's the green belt um, for anyone that, you know, knows Austin and there the water levels are like very you never know when there's going to be water at the green belt. And it was just so beautiful with like the ice and the water there. And I found myself feeling that fat, finding the profound and the mundane, right? Like, just like, oh my gosh, like this is something that if I were to just absentmindedly go down this trail, I, I would miss all of the profound beauty and gifts that are available in the space. So I was just kind of thinking about that as you were sharing. I was like, wow, that was like my profound in the mundane moment the other day, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wow. And that, another thing my mentor says is um, she's just so incredible. I just love like, you know, giving her props, but she says like, use life as a treasure hunt. You know, like imagine just walking around and be like, what is going to surprise me today? What what's gonna sh- shock me or give me a wow? You know, um, I love this so much. This is so amazing because again, I'm seeing myself in this. Like, I have such funny stories where I'm like, something like bad happens, you know, or something that I perceive to be challenging, difficult, bad, and I'll just laugh at it. And I'm like, huh, it's like a little side quest. Like, it's like a little side quest in life where I'm like, let's see what happens. You know, it's like let's see what happens let's find let's find the joy in this moment that's so funny and I oh I love that how amazing how yeah. I, I love that it, there's a there's a container for these things because I feel like unconsciously I find I find myself and I feel like many of us probably unconsciously find ourselves feeling these lessons but it's sitting with them and recognizing them and being like wow that's the gift of this moment and the gift of this lesson that I can take in Thank you for sharing that. 
so I want to, um, was there anything else that you wanted to add? I cut you off. I was so excited. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, just having simple joy in your life in a way that it's not even planned. It's just coming at you, which I think pulls in the feeling of gratitude. I think sometimes diving into a spiritual practice, everyone's like, be grateful for your every moment. And it can sound kind of like I'm trying, but I don't feel it. It's like, you know, when you're trying to shift from that, you know, state of like, I get, I don't feel the way I want to feel or kind of like, I feel I could be more vibrant when you're in that shift actually being able to pull in the feeling of gratitude. I feel play is a really great way to like spark it. Because sometimes you need the spark. That simple joy is the spark. For sure. So I want to move into chatting a little bit more about your path. I know you shared a little bit about uh, working through the anger, you know, and that being a big element of something you wanted to shift in yourself, right? That perception. So I want to know a little bit more about what that path was like for you moving through that and coming to perhaps where you are now or, you know, where you want to be. So this is something I reflect on often because it was kind of the biggest part of my life that I felt so misunderstood in. And I was so unconscious about my behavior and I was also an addict. So I was drinking down like all the bad memories of like me being aggressive towards others. So I just kind of like forgot and moved through life, just really not aware of like how I was treating people. I had a few friends, you know, bring it to my attention. I shut them down and I just noticed when I got to know myself a little more of like, why am I acting this way? Like I can't control my behavior. I was noticing that, you know, I was really anxious all the time. And so I feel like I was really projecting that out on other people. I was, you know, impulsive. I was really, you know, I felt so reactive. It was instant. And I was really loud. I grew up in a family of yellers. So like that was my normal was to be extremely loud and to get your point across and to interrupt people. And so I had all these things I started learning about, like when I started like kind of looking into my anger and then using meditation as a way to work with that. And so, you know, right about the time where I like really started waking up to like, okay, maybe I need to do something about this. I'm starting to lose connection in my life. I signed up for a yoga teacher training and a meditation teacher training. Um, I wanted to do an asana training, the physical practice before the meditation training, but my instructor was like, no, you got to get grounded. Trust me, this is going to really help you. And I'm so happy she said that to me because going through that meditation really taught me to sit with my anger and be with my anger. And that was something I never did before. I didn't learn how to regulate my nervous system as a child. And so like, that's why I felt out of control because I'm constantly on action. I'm constantly, you know, on my automatic system. And I started to learn how to chill really and like calm down and breathe and actually feel like what it's like to be settled into my body, to be in deep relaxation because like all the drugs and the alcohol and the overthinking and the like telling myself I wasn't good enough, it all just stacks up. And so like this gave me space to breathe and actually get to notice like what was happening. And we take in meditation, there's often this big role of the observer, the witness, 
And that's really what I've learned throughout most of these yogic philosophies is like, as long as you're the witness and you're observing what's happening, you know, you have the power to work with your moment. And, you know, someone the other day at one of my meditation classes was like, do you just like, how many times a day do you meditate? And I was like, I don't know. My whole day is a meditation, right. everything, <laughs> every moment. And I'm not constantly in this deep, like relaxation, like meditation does not equal relaxation. Sometimes meditation is just contemplative, being aware, present. And so, yeah, like learning how to open all of this stuff and actually be there for it. I was able to actually make conscious decisions about how I spoke to people, how I treated people. And so the benefit was really like, I started making deeper connections. I started having deeper relationships. And so that was just, you know, I didn't need someone to tell me like stick to it because X, Y, Z, you know, I saw how it was changing my life. You know, every time I chose something a little bit more, you know, conscious of and kind and with compassion, you know, it reflected back to me. And so like, that's the advertisement of like, again, the experience of it. Right. Wow, I love that you're sharing on this because this is something I was reflecting on yesterday as well in my own life, looking at meditation and my relationship with it and my relationship from when I first started meditating. And I was looking at how it used to be such a, like, I was like, wake up at 5 a.m., I'm going to meditate, I'm going to read, you know, it's like, I'm going to do yoga. <laughs> like, it was very, like, mechanical and, like, I need to do this to feel like a progressive person, that like, I'm mm. achieving things, you know, and it's so interesting because now I certainly do not have that same uh, energy about it of feeling like I need to do this because it is it's coming from this place of like lack and wanting to fulfill a feeling of unworthiness right of like if I do this then that means I have proven my worth to myself for the day right mm. and now it was so interesting reflecting on this because I was like now it's some it's like it's a need it's something mm. that I have to do like I have to the same way that I have to eat, the same way that I have to like go to the bathroom, the same way that I have to get enough sleep, right? Like I found that that regulation, you know, being able to sit with myself and checking in with myself and having that meditation all day, right? Those check-ins and, and having that consciousness is a need. It's like, I, I have to, I have to do it. And it's, it's not a need where I'm like, oh man, I got to do this thing. But it's like, mm. I'm happy to do it because I enjoy it and I love it. It's not something I feel like needs to be done because I'm trying to achieve something, right? It's rather, this is like feeding myself, mm -hmm. right? It's feeding my nervous system. It's feeding my mind. So I love that you're sharing on that because it's so funny. I was just reflecting on that myself being like wow my relationship with it has really changed because I, I was very like wake up every day gotta meditate and now I don't do that like if my if my you know morning goes in a different direction then it goes in a different direction and I don't feel like I need to like put in my time because I'm already doing it like all day long and mm. I'll find the space for it when it's needed and be present with it Something that I want to offer is I was I was thinking on this and 
recently I have been doing embodiment practices and I don't know if that's the best thing to call it. I've, I don't really have a very good name for it, but it's and getting into your body. <laughs> yeah. Getting into the body and rather than thinking through problems, mm. being through them, like feeling through them. And so if I have a trigger come up, I'll literally just speak out whatever intrusive thoughts are coming up and I'll like scream or move my body in whatever way it needs to. Right. And that to me feels like an element of play and beingness. I'm not sure quite how to describe it, but it feels in alignment with a lot, a lot of the things that we were talking about. I love the, just like being, that's how we get into flow state is kind of when we do that, you know, when we're just like effortlessly there being, and, you know, these embodiment practices are so powerful because like, as it comes up, it should come out. I feel, um, you can't always do that, but like, I think that's really powerful. to like reenact kind of like what it is because it does get it out of your head. And I think we talked about this of like, I was always saying at the, the class you came to was like out of your mind into your body. Um, and I feel like that's a beautiful example of that. Yes. Yeah. I think a lot of these things are coming up for me and recently. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to share it because I, it's so, it's been so powerful for me. Like I didn't realize how much, and there's so, there's so many elements of play to it because it parallels to me with improv. Something that I talk about with a lot of the improvisers that come on the podcast is how there's a saying, um, at least that my improv mentors used to say, is, you know, you leave your shit at the door, you show up and you put your all into, and I'm sure you experienced that in yoga as well, where it's like, leave your shit at the door. Don't judge yourself. You know, don't just like be here in this moment now. And it's funny because I've reflected on that, on that saying and that concept. And I've talked to improvisers about how rather than leaving your shit at the door, you can infuse your practice, <laughs> your performance with it, right? And it actually allows you to embody, right? It actually allows you to play through that density, through the difficulties of whatever it is, right? So if I'm like super worried about, oh, how I'm being perceived at work and does my boss like me, right? Maybe I put that in the scene. Maybe I create a scene where like I'm this character who comically doesn't feel good enough and it gets myself in these like really awkward situations and that's this like cathartic embodiment and release that gets to happen that we don't even realize mm. is happening so that's been like something interesting that I've been reflecting on there's there's a lot of things that crisscross between like embodiment meditation healing mm. yogic practices and improv that are playing yeah. around in my brain <laughs> as you were saying that at the beginning of your story I was like you know, tantrics would say, bring your shit with you. <laughs> they would, you know, and then you said that and I was like, great, yes. Work with it, accept it, integrate it, use it as a way. That seems like right now I'm learning how to instruct Tunglin meditation, which I don't know if you've ever done a Buddhist form of meditation called Tunglin. No, I'd love to hear more about it. Yeah, it's T-O-N-G-L-E-N. And it's the process of taking and sending. And so you take in pain and you send out relief. And so it's this like transmutation, breath work and meditation, but that sounds like, you know, come into your, you know, rehearsal, 
bring your shit with you and set or send it out with your message or your scene or your playfulness, like whatever you're trying to like send out and how they instruct it is breathe in, you know, that emotion, the texture of it, the heaviness, you're talking about density and then exhale light, exhale the, what would provide relief, exhale patience or joy. And so I guess on your exhale, you'd be using your scene to do that, do the work for you. I love yeah, that. Yeah. So and then it, it's the cross and the parallel. It's yes. so beautiful. I love the parallel. And it's so funny because we all have the same name. Like we all have different names for the same concepts because in improv, that's seen as receiving and responding. Like that's one of the core principles of improv is you receive what is being given to you, right? Whatever your scene partner is offering and you respond to it according to whatever, whatever that is. Right. So that's just so incredible. I love it so much. I love doing this freaking podcast because <laughs> there's so many, so many fun things that like light up and, and uh, attach little attachments and, and like little, I don't know, it's like a big map is being created in my brain um, mm. that I just love so much. Yeah, so I want to ask you about what are your favorite ways to find play in your life or even in your practices, but, you know, looking at daily life enjoyment and also in your, in your, you know, healing practices and your work. Yeah, so I used to grow up and say, like, I don't want to work. I just want to play. So I'm very playful, just like in general in life. Now that I don't have all this anger inside of me, there's still some anger. But uh, yeah, so I love to dance. Dancing drops me into my playfulness immediately. I'm in my body. I'm out of my head. Like I'm just going with it. I grew up in dance. So I was always in a dance class. I was in competitive dance. I was on the school team. So I was just like in so many different forms of dance. So I really learned how to tap into many styles of music. And so like, I get to just play whatever the music's playing. Like I get to play with the music. And so just music in general is really helpful for me to play with my emotions, to play with myself. And then I sing. That's another very playful thing for me, which is new. I always had this self-limiting belief that I had a terrible voice and that no one ever wanted to hear my voice. And so I was like, I'm gonna take voice lessons and I'm gonna learn how to play the harmonium. And I did, and I love it. And I sung a yin class this morning and, you know, I just get to offer for my heart. And that's a playful thing for me, you know, even when I teach yoga. So like, those are like two things I love to just do. But when I teach yoga, I teach very playful because we're in there to relax and de-stress and like, it can be intimidating. And so like, it's okay. Like we don't have to know what's going on. And I can just be a joy to just see what you can create within a group of people within an hour, you know, like each yoga class is different and you got to model it differently for each person. So that, you know, invites my curiosity and my play. And then I cannot wait for summer because I miss the water. Water is so playful for me. I have a paddleboard and I just love 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 going out and swimming and being in the water that was another huge thing i did as a kid i love that it's so funny because i was literally just looking up paddle boards like i've never i have never had the urge That's i've gone thing. i know i've gone um 
a couple times now and I and I really loved it like there's something it's such a different experience like being right in the middle of the water and like looking out at everything it's so strange uh and beautiful and magical and yeah the other day this was in the middle of the freeze too I was like I'm gonna go paddleboarding today <laughs> Did <laughs> I you? Like, I didn't because okay, I was like, I was like <laughs> and I was like, it's so cold. I shouldn't do that. But I didn't realize it at the t like it was it was ra raining all day that day. But I was like, mm -hmm. I want to go. Like my inner child was like, I want to go paddleboarding, and I had to be like, no, it's raining. We can't go. <laughs> you know, so I still have to take her out. It's so much fun. And then in Austin, so what I did last year was I would go at sunset under at Ladybird Lake. Ooh. And then you can paddle down to Congress Bridge and see all the bats fly out. Oh my gosh. Um, you get like a front row seat. So like there's so many things you yes. can do on a paddleboard. And you can like do a headstand, play some yoga. I don't know. You can you can get fun on it. Yeah. No, people go all out in Austin with paddle boards. They get their dogs on there. They got their they got their speakers, you know, they're like drinking. They're they're chilling, yeah. you know, it's super fun. So I also want to hear if you have any stories about like breakthroughs that you want to share, right? And specifically about it can be your own, but it can also be in classes that you've led, specifically in regards to breaking those patterns because what I find is with play and with improv and improv being play right that's what I just I, I use that word but I really just mean you know play is that it breaks patterns for us right patterns mm -hmm. of being that allows room for something new I want to hear if you have any stories of like breakthroughs breakages and patterns that really allow people to heal yeah, if you have anything like that. I probably have a few. So I'm thinking major breakthrough, I think being a teacher in general, it's a very humbling experience, which I really like to treat humbling experiences with playful energy because it lightens the mood and it's not so heavy and I don't feel so like bad about myself because the ego is there to wake us up a little bit. And so I think like, just the journey as a yoga instructor um, when you first start teaching it can be kind of difficult get up and say the wrong words um, and be so in your head about like how you're going to communicate with your class is everyone going to understand it are they going to like it you're like holding all this space and so that journey i just got to really know myself at the front of the class and like people really don't care they just want to move they came here for class like there might be some people that are critical but you know to each their own on that and the tantric path that I follow really welcomes in an attitude of non-judgment, of like really breathing in and accepting all of yourself and not, you know, judgment's there to help protect us, but like really noticing when you're over judging and you're kind of creating more storylines and taking it further. I just started to notice that like, that's how I became a playful instructor because, you know, those humbling moments of, you know, no one showing up to your class. Um, and you were so excited and then no one came. Now you're thinking about everyone else is like, you know, they didn't come because of me, you know, it was me and you personalize it. So I think that was a big breakthrough of just like noticing, you know, each class, I kind of like peel back a layer of like, okay, I don't have to be so serious about that. I can, you know, open myself and be more free in that form. So there was that. And then the other thing, I don't know if this is through play. But this definitely helped me with my anger. So I think in tantric spaces, you know, I am a staff for Ecstatic Hearts Tantra here in Austin. 
they really, you know, ask you, and most of the facilitators that are teaching Tantra in Austin have this kind of, you know, container of like lean into your edge, you know, challenge yourself, you know, cross your comfort zone, which kind of takes a playful attitude. And so every time I go to one of these events, I get to really step into that role of like, I get to explore right now. I get to just play. They have games, they have activities, they have exercises where you go through and you really get to explore. And breakthroughs, like I don't know how many breakthroughs I've had in those weekends, which they're just epic. And so that's why I'm like, I, which story do I even tell you? These breakthroughs were a combination of like having an attitude of play, being around other playful energy, being around community and really, you know, diving into it with other people. Because like when I see other people being playful, it kind of gives me the permission, you know, which only yourself should give you the permission. Yeah, just taking this really open-minded attitude to anything that came up. I think watching one of my instructors teach that class, she holds like that grounded energy as well as the playful energy. She was like so silly, so goofy. And then I'm like, just watching that is a breakthrough myself of like, you can be whatever you want. There are no rules. Allow yourself to breathe, you know, show up in the way that you want to show up. Like really, you know, I always dress up with like, pink, like pink lipstick and like bright, vibrant clothes for event weekends, because I love playing. Like I love putting costumes on, you know, like I can wear a costume whenever it doesn't have to be to a festival. Like I, you know, it can be whatever I want it to be. And so going through these spaces and actually like showing up and choosing to be playful there really helped me step into my life and be playful. So I think it's just a combination of my, my continued effort going to these like experiences and choosing to try on something new and like really seeing how that man, gives me a new lens, gives me a new focus. Yeah, for sure. Playing it safe is, is such a polar opposite of playing. It is. It's like they're like complete opposites because, yeah, there there is so much play in choosing to do something new because again it's it's breaking patterns right I love that again there was something else that you said there that I got so caught up I was so mesmerized by what you were saying that I was like I've lost my point goodbye you're gone Sorry, I, I think I went on a little rant <laughs> no you I didn't you didn't I I loved every second of it it was just I was like oh that would be a fun th- that would be a cool thing to you know mention and then it like floated away I was like you know what you're you're allowed to go if you want to (laughs) come and go come and go (laughs) I love that so much there's there's so many golden nuggets there that you shared yeah I'm just I'm just taking it all in you know I'll ask you first is there anything else that you want to share about that we didn't go over and then I'll have one last question for you so if there's anything that you feel incomplete about you can share about it I think I'll just emphasize something, the importance of breathing into your senses. When you think about be more playful, you know, how do I be more playful? I think a really great step is to dive into your senses. And that's a good like first place to just explore and ask questions. And sometimes just stay in the question. And like, that's the play of just like, what's happening? I think that can be a very powerful way to look at life. And that's how we can cultivate more playfulness in our journey. Yeah, I I adore that so much. And I love that you're speaking on this. I want to add to it that breath has always been so important to me. I intuitively find it to be so important. 
And I, I do find it to be something that does allow that sinking into whatever is happening. And it's funny, I have a short story to share about that the other day. I was in the car and again, I'm doing a lot of my like embodiment practices, you know, trying to, trying to feel through the feeling rather or feel through the, you know, trigger rather than think through it, think my way through it. And I was having a lot of scarcity thoughts, you know, just like worried about worrying, worrying about lack and all these things. I got myself to a point where, you know, I let, let myself flash it out, whatever I needed to, you know, let the storm through. And then once I was in this calm state, then I like to nurture myself, you know, with better thoughts, with reminders of how loved I am, how abundant, how wonderful the world and the universe is. And something that I did was I breathe it in. And I was, and I told myself, feel that expansion in your lungs, feel that expansion from within. That is abundance is when you mm. breathe that in itself, right? Just yeah. through your breath, you can realign yourself from a shallow, anxious, mm. lack breath to an abundant, luxurious, mm. expansive breath. And that was so, that was such a beautiful gift to me in the moment because I was like wow that's such a quick way for me to recenter myself to just remember that just through breath I can choose my my abundance I can choose my alignment in life my path so yeah thank thank you for speaking on that yeah that could be a whole another podcast (laughs) right that could be like a series (laughs) the breath yeah (laughs) exactly part two yeah I love that so I have one last question for you and that is if you had one message for our listeners one final message what would it be well it's funny how we just got off that topic but I would say breathe intentionally breathe intentionally move intentionally but start with your breath yeah I love it's it so powerful mm-hmm. it is it is so powerful it has so many wonderful hidden hidden gems and gifts for you that you don't even realize are there okay well this has been very beautiful Gemma thank you so much for coming on I'm so thankful and I want to give you space to promote anything if you have any offerings uh, where people can find you you can find me at on Instagram at unbound temptress Unbound is kind of my thing about having this energy that's ever flowing and it's not really bound to us. It's just constantly in motion. And so if you check me out there, I have a free offering. If you want to check that out, it's called the breath experiment and it's about playing with your breath and it's about finding, you know, the perfect breath practice for you because what works for me is not going to work for you. And it's all about experimenting with our bodies, our time of day, the different mood, the different breath. If you're looking to dive into that, that's a free resource that you can find. And then in a few months, I'm gonna be launching a course called Unbound Energy. And it's gonna be teaching you how to really tap into your energy, get to know it and move through it. And so creating this unbound energy within you. And that doesn't mean just bright and bubbly and high all the time. It just means bright and ever flowing. So I'm really excited about that. I've been working on it and I cannot wait to share it. And then, yeah, I am in Austin or online. So if you want to work with me, I have packages on my website, which you can find on my Instagram. So I would love to connect and continue having this conversation. Yay. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'll have uh, everything linked below. 
yeah, thank you so much, Gemma, for being here. I'm so thankful. I just want to take a moment mm, from my heart tears. So happy. So, so thankful. All right. Mm. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Heal Through Play podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a review and feel free to share your thoughts with me through an Instagram DM. I'd love to hear about how this episode resonated with you. Also, please check the show notes for links on how you can connect with me and the guest of today's podcast. There's also a link for a form you can fill out if you'd like to be featured on the podcast and share your stories of healing through the energy of playfulness. I also have incredible offerings for psychic readings, energy healing sessions, and light code activations. So if you're feeling called to do healing work with me one-on-one, then please send me a DM or a voice note on Instagram at Lisa Dovegish so we can dive into it together and see what kind of magic we can create in your life. And I also post some pretty dank memes. So whether you're interested in healing or just laughing your ass off, join the Instagram community. Again, thank you for tuning into this episode and I can't wait to connect with you. Until next time.